From the prophet Ezekiel, the strayed I will bring back, the injured I will bind up, the sick I will heal, but the sleek and the strong I will destroy. But the sleek and the strong I will destroy. That line is a little jarring to me. And it's hard to make sense of it. So that if I'm sleek and I'm strong, then the Lord is coming, going to come after me and he's going to destroy me. What is the Lord saying here? And why must he destroy the sleek and the strong? There is a philosopher. I just want to shelf that idea of the sleek and the strong for a moment. A philosopher in the 18th century named Jean-Jacques Rousseau. You may have heard of him. He coined the idea of man before he enters into society as a noble savage. That there is no evil for this man. Whatever desire he has, he can indulge. In fact, if he can indulge all of his desires, then he will be happy, be free. But the problem is that man necessarily lives in society. He is born of woman, after all. And so whenever a man comes into contact with another man, what ends up happening is that the mightier could kill the other. And so in order to preserve his life, he must come into society and he must sacrifice his desires. For context, Jean-Jacques Rousseau is not a devout Catholic thinker. But his philosophy, while he reduces man to just kind of a bundle of carnal desires and says, if you can satisfy these, then you will be happy, his philosophy is really on to something. That if we are to protect ourselves from danger, it means that we have to enter into society underneath an authority, a powerful authority, someone who can protect us. This is why we belong to a nation, why we have to uh, be subservient to the laws of that nation. Because the nation also serves us as we serve the nation. The nation protects us from danger. And so, going back to the question, why is it the sleek and the strong that God has to destroy? How can we make sense of that? He must destroy because his dominion is total. His kingship is absolute. As we pray in this solemnity, he is our, the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, the King of the universe. And so any power that does not belong to him, he will destroy. And because the dominion is total, then our submission must be total. And notice why he says he must destroy them. Because he wants to shepherd them rightly. There's just kind of this philosophical axiom that I want to introduce you to make this next point. And that is, where there is a deficiency, 
there is a, a means to supply for it. So, for instance, like in nature, the, we all experience hunger. Where there's hunger, guess what? There's a thing to supply for that hunger. There's food. Where there's thirst, guess what? There's a thing in the universe to supply for that thirst. It's called drink. Well, where there's a need for rest, there's a thing to supply for that in the universe. It's called a nap. That everything, with every deficiency, there's something to supply for it. But if I'm full, then food seems repulsive. If I'm satiated, then I don't want to take another sip of water. And if I'm well rested, well, I don't want to get back into bed. And so if Christ is the king, if there's something to supply then we must be deficient in order for him to be king over us. We must be in a position to where we need protection, where we cannot be so sleek and strong, where we need someone to protect our freedom, where we need to be provided for, and where we need to follow a rule. Only those who are weak and those who are disobedient and those who are in need of protection, and who can need to be set free. Only these can claim Christ as their king. But otherwise, we will be destroyed. So how does Christ then inaugurate this kingdom? There's this kind of reverse track that happens to us, who are sinners, and what Christ does in the liturgical year. Notice that next week when we start Advent, we're going to be anticipating Christ coming as an infant at Christmas. And then this is the last Sunday of the calendar year, or of the, of the liturgical year, which means that there's this kind of progression from Christ in his infancy appearing in weakness, and then Christ as king of the universe. Something that he always has, but makes abundantly clear on this day. And the way in which he inaugurates that is not only in him coming in an infinite Christmas, but in him coming as weak and deficient, as we see in the gospel and at the last judgment. He is the one who is hungry. He is the stranger. He is the one who is ill. He is the one who is naked and in prison. He comes as deficient so that we can be disarmed by our neighbors, so that the more and more that we love the unlovable, and then that draws out of us a certain powerlessness, the more and more we have to rely upon his grace because it's difficult to love the unlovable. And as we're drawn into that, then we become in need of a king. And we can claim Christ as our king. As the liturgical year goes from Christ in his infancy to Christ as king, in the spiritual life for us, it comes from us thinking we exist as the sleek and the strong to becoming more and more childlike, where Christ can become our king. And so, yes, the sleek and the strong Jesus will destroy. He will make us weak. Because in our weakness, he will perfect his power. 
as our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe.